Hey, it's time for voiceover body shop tech talk. Tech talk. Tech talk. Tech talk. I forgot to echo. Oh, tech talk. You know, we do it every other week. And you're going to forget. Yeah. It's disorienting being in the same place at the same time. I know. You got to study your lines. Man. Even though that was the norm, right? Exactly. Well, we're here to help you with your home voiceover studio, and we've got lots of great stuff that George is going to talk about a new Mac mini or, mm -hmm. or something like that. And mm -hmm. so stay tuned. Tech Talk coming up right now. We want your questions on Voiceover Body Shop. There go my glasses. Brought to you by VoiceOverEssentials.com, the home of Harlan Hogan's signature products. Source Elements, the makers of Source Connect. VoiceOver Heroes, become a hero to your clients with award-winning voiceover training. VoiceActorWebsites.com, where your voice actor website doesn't have to be a pain in the butt. VoiceOver Extra, your daily resource for voiceover success. And World Voices, the industry association of freelance voice talent. And now, here's your hosts, Dan and George. Well, hello there. I'm Dan Leonard. And I'm George Whittem. And this is VoiceOver. Body Shop. Or V-O-B-S. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Jeff, Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Anyway. So... If you guys only knew how much fun we have doing this. Oh, man. You know? We do. It is. We do. And each time we do a different set, which just makes it even more exciting. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, we've been doing it in March, which is not that far away. Nope. It will have been 12 years since we started doing this show. <laughs> yeah. 12 years. I can't even. I can't you would even. think that we would have run out of stuff. <laughs> no. No. Because technology moves on. Thankfully. And rolls on. Everybody keeps making new stuff. Exactly. And people keep buying them, even though they don't need them. Right. And then we get to tell them how to use them. Right. And the fact of the matter is, <laughs> when you think about it, trying to keep up to date with the latest technology, mm -hmm. or the latest dogs, <laughs> um, thank you, trying to keep up with the latest technology requires people who are constantly looking. Yeah. And you and I are like, I mean, you're a total geek when it comes to going on the internet. Well, you got to try this piece of equipment. You got to. I'm, I am. A, I'm a little bit more. Keep it simple. Traditional. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. I'm, I'm old you school. Could, you could say traditional, yeah. old school. Yeah, and and so I'm I'm usually like, yeah, this microphone might be good. That might be, you know, here's. But yeah, if once something once in a while though, you get a surprise. If something comes along, you get a mic once in a while, and you're like, like, mm. like this one. I like I like this <laughs> mic. Uh -huh. You know. Is it, would it be the difference between me booking a job and not? No. No, it still, not. it still goes on. What's going on in your head? But you still <laughs> have to know how to record competently. You mm -hmm. do not have to be a recording but you do have to learn some basics. You have to know whistle. What it's supposed to sound like. You have to know that. Yeah. That is so incredibly important. And the fact of the matter is nobody seems to know, especially a lot, a lot of, of agents yeah. <laughs> that don't know what it's supposed to sound like. Practice. Of course, when I, when I talk to people and they say, well, what do you mean by what it's supposed to sound like? Or is it broadcast quality? Mm -hmm. It means it doesn't sound bad. Mm -hmm. 
There's nothing distracting. There's nothing that's distracting. The mouth noises aren't so mouth noisy that they try to distract the listener. The breaths aren't so gaspy that they, nothing is distracting out of the ordinary or in any way distorting your voice. Exactly. Or there's no background noise or Mm -hmm. there's no reflection, all those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. If you want to learn how to do this right or have somebody set up your studio properly, look, there's only two places you can. And generally when you go to one, the other one's going to hear about it anyway, uh-huh. one way or another. If you want to work with us, it's real easy. Just go to our websites. Like, if you want to work with George, you go to... GeorgeThe.Tech. There it is. Uh, that's, we've got a lot of resources on there from the sound check all the way up to Design Your Dream Studio to, you know, uh, making an audio processing preset so that your auditions are a little bit more polished. Or, you know, just troubleshooting all your gear and figuring out why that one mic buzzes all the time so that's what we do over go check it out and take a look and see what we have to offer as well as dan over at homevoiceoverstudio.com yeah uh go on over there i've been getting a lot of people throwing their specimens in the specimen collection it's the most valuable thing it it is you can get is feedback for $25 and ask anybody that's done that with me. And it's like, wow, you gave me a whole lot more than $25 worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'll, I can, I can listen to an audio. George can listen to it within a very short period of time of listening and looking at various different graphic representations of your audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can determine whether it's up to snuff or if it needs to, some little adjustment is needed. Right. So go on over to homevoiceoverstudio.com and check that out out all righty it's time to get to george's weekly or once twice a month tech update <laughs> tech update take it away yeah well we'll get out of we'll get the apple stuff out of the way um apple i was going to say quietly announced they don't do anything quietly no but they didn't schedule this they didn't promote that they were going to announce it they didn't have a press conference they just dropped a video on us last guys, week geez. and they dropped a video and said by the way we have new m2 Mac Minis and MacBook Pros. I just bought a Mac Mini. <laughs> yeah, we all just bought new Macs, right? So this is obviously the next iteration or generation of the silicon chip processor, the M2. Um, and now they're offering it in the Mac Mini, which they, many thought this was going to happen in the fall, but because of COVID and, and uh, supply chain, all this crap, they right. had to delay it, right? right? So now it comes out. And what you're getting now is a $599 Mac Mini. It's oh. actually less than the last Mac amazingly they dropped the price you could literally trade one in and get more computer back kind of i mean like it's it's kind of nuts like if you've got that desktop pc or that gaming laptop that makes tons of fan noise and drives you crazy this is a golden opportunity to 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 step into an apple computer i sound like a sales guy here i know i'm sorry but it it, 599 it's 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 a base model but you got to keep in mind what is a base model Apple computer is like a mid to upper mid tier PC, right? They just don't even start at, there's no low end in it. And that's at 500. It, it's, it'll do everything a voice actor would. And more. But then that's just the base model. <laughs> then they have the M2 Pro okay. and the M2 Max. And this is where they start just adding more everything, right? Who is that for? It's it's for people that really do know they're going to be doing a lot more video production. They want to run three 4K displays, you know, because you can do that on the Mac Mini Pro. Um, it's it has more just more 
You can put more memory in it, all kinds of stuff. I personally think that the sweet spot would be the Mac Mini M2 Pro base model. Mm-hmm. That it's I think that's a twelve ninety nine computer. So if you if you were getting ready to spend that kind of money, that's where I would put my because that's going to make you future proofed another three or four years longer than maybe the base model. And and I'm saying that not even really knowing what's going to happen in the future, but they'll come they up with something s- new for sure. Right? They say that like if you pay more up front, the computer has longer life. I I guess that's kind of true. The thing is, the low end Mac Mini, the performance is so bonkers. Right. It is so fast. And they last for five or six years. And so quite yeah. five. I mean, I, I have my 2011 Mac Mini still running as like a server, you know, a video server. I can watch movies on my TV that I a kid, right? <laughs> They're on that hard drive. So it's, they, they do, they do last. So that's, that's new from Apple. You're probably wondering if you're really, if you're really looking at spending big money, you're probably thinking, shouldn't, what about that Mac Studio? What about that Mac what Studio? What about that Mac Studio? Big, <laughs> it's basically a Mac Mini that it has a double stack, <laughs> and the top part is basically fan. Well, <laughs> the fans are what let you eke out that last bit of horsepower over a longer period of time, right? That lets you export uh, video for longer periods of time. It lets you do photogrammetry, things like that at maximum performance, which is, <laughs> by the way. Um, and the other problem is those fans come at a cost, and that is noise. I've seen many little people saying Apple studio computer. There's a whistle, like a kind of a whiny whistle sound from yeah. those fans. So you can't put it in the booth. So the Mac mini again, very quiet cooling and great performance. Dan and I both use the, the, the mini M ones for years, you know, well, the M ones we last year. Uh, yeah. Well, we've had minis for years, right? But right. we've had the mini, we both got the 2020 and we're, it's been, it's been very good experience. Um, going into software, <clears throat> software, Bertam Denoiser, which you guys have, maybe you've heard me talk about on the show or not. It's a, it's a noise reduction plugin and, um, they've always had this free freemium version, you know, I, or what do you call it? Honorware. It's free, but you can kick me some money if oh, you, if you like, right? Shareware. Maybe that's what we would call it. Yeah. Right. So a long time ago when I discovered it, I thought it was so cool. I kicked the guy 42 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. He said, Hey, by the way, here's a license to the new pro version. I'm just giving it to you because you're one of the top donors. <laughs> okay. At 42 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, how's this guy make a living? But anyway, he released a pro version. Do you need the pro version? I don't know. I just installed it today. I didn't have much time to play with it. It has five more fader things to play around with. So it definitely adds complexity, but it also supposedly has this adaptive mode, which could actually be worth the 25 bucks that he's charging so you can demo it you don't have to buy it but give it a try and see if the auto mode is kind of magical for removing some of the background noise in your studio and see what you think yeah i think the thing about background yeah there are some things you can you have to work very hard to remove them and somehow it's going to leave some residue of yeah so if you've got a the the real key to using a lot of these denoising products is to get your noise floor at least down to minus 60 if you can. So you make these really great pieces of software transparent. Yeah, the, the, the lower your noise to begin with is, the far better these tools can do. The better they can do the job and the better they can do the job uh, without, without creating any 
distractions. I right. guess without being noticed. I guess that's the thing. It's you just, transparent. Transparent. That's it's not distracting the listener. It's one of those things. Like a good tool is great when you turn it off and you miss it. Mm -hmm. But when it was on, you didn't know. Exactly. Like if it's on, you're going okay. That's good. I, I can't tell it's processing, but it sounds fine. I, I like it. And then you go, well, let me just hit bypass. And then you go, ooh, it's mm -hmm. kind of rumbly in here now. I hear lots of, what's the air? That's, that's a good tool. It, it, it just, when it's on, you don't even know it. When it's off, it's like, oh, I'm missing. Um, anyway, Bertom does that really well. I like that one. Is that, that Bertom.com? Bertom, the actual website is BertomAudio.com. Bert Tom, I think it's like -E two names slammed together. Yeah. His name's Tom. Um, or Bert and Um. <laughs> exactly. Now, another one is, uh, and this one I'll just throw up on the screen because this is an interesting company. Can you throw that on? It's easier. There we go. There's the Bert Tom tab. Let me go ahead and share this tab instead. There we go. I like the of that little yeah. button. Yeah, cool. Um, this is a company called Angry Audio. And uh, they definitely market to the radio broadcaster segment, right? But they make problem solvers. And I, I love problem solving things, right? They make the audio gizmo. And it doesn't look like much. <laughs> and you're thinking, why does it have network connections? I was going to say, why does it look like just a router? Right. What it actually is, is just a very compact and simple line-in, line-out audio interface. Mm -hmm. So... If you are, if you're looking for that thing, which just takes the audio from your mixer or your preamp or whatever, and just injects it into the computer, no, with nothing else, it does that. And it does it without noise because it has, um, isolated, galvanically isolated everything. So everything inside the unit has mm -hmm. electrical isolation. So you're not going right. to get hum or whining sounds from the computer. You're looking at those RJ45 connectors. That has become a radio broadcast standardization now, where they connect things well, yeah, this way. Well, yeah, because it's using it because it use telco. That's yeah, they, they, that's they have those cables already. Yeah. It's easy. Right. so they do have like these little breakout cables that give you you know XLR and stuff. Anyway, it's kind of cool. But he also is doing this other project, which very few of you need, but those that need it will go. Oh, thank you. And that is the, let's see if I can find it. It is in the, there it is, the Bluetooth gadget. So right. he made what I believe really is the only really like pro quality Bluetooth audio adapter, okay. right? So this not only is a very high quality Bluetooth playback, so like playing music from your phone and having it come into your system, ah. stereo, XLR, balanced audio, also digital AES, which none of us really use, but broadcasters do. It does that, but it also it also has the input mode, so it'll be a phone patch. Mm -hmm. So if you have, say, an Apollo or a mixer, and you've got that extra line in, line out, where you can inject something else, mm -hmm. this now can become your phone patch as well. And it, again, not a lot of people need this, but there are some folks I work with who are like, listen, I still get dialed in on a telephone, pots, plain old telephone every day, but I don't have a telephone. Who does? Pardon me. So I'm using <laughs> Skype or I'm using something else and right. Skype's kind of wonky and doesn't sound very good. And there's just a lot of reasons to just use this familiar thing. Mm -hmm. And so this is a way to connect this to your Anyway, that's the, cool. it's the, it's the Bluetooth gadget. And it, it, I have, I'm, 
probably get one to play around with at some point in Tesla, but I, it's a cool company. He makes these really neat little problem solver things. And that's, um, and that's angry audio. Cool. Um, the very last thing I have was, um, oh, that, well, that was actually it. There's one other thing. The they audio this chameleon. Thing, this chameleon. What it is, is his way of creating a hardware box. And you guys know, we, we have our own trouble on the show getting audios all, audio levels all exactly like between the mics and the commercials, for right. example, right? right? This is a hardware box that does that. Well, That's literally what it does. <laughs> it's hard for us because software, we, have, we do everything in software. Right. But this would be something you'd put between your mixer and your broadcast, your radio or transmitter or whatever, your streamer, I guess. Um, and you can set the output lufts on the box. So you say, I want an output, an average level of minus 20, right. minus 18, whatever. And the box just automatically calibrates the levels for you all the time. Not only that, they make one for headphones, which, you know, we all talk about this in VO. You don't use headphones to, to create this fake version of what you sound like, you know, right. because it's coloring you. But in radio... Well, radio is a whole other point is to be in love with the way you sound exactly. on the radio. So this box, the C3, I think it's called, does this job, but just for your headphone. So it gives you that perfectly leveled audio, loud and clear. When the commercials come in, it's the same. Everything comes in at that same full level all the time. And right. so you can make yourself sound beautiful to yourself and not screw up the recording with processing you shouldn't have been using. So anyway. That's a weird little product, right? But I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> Maybe I'll get my hands on one to play around with it. I know some voice actors who could probably use it. Yeah. I know one that turns his headphone knob up and oh, down. And I know who you're talking about. And you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I might get it for him. <laughs> anyway. And he'll that, break that it. one. So. Yeah, he'll break that. He doesn't have to, the beauty of it is you don't have to touch it. That's the good news. <laughs> it's automatic. Anyway, there's a few new fun things to check out. Cool. That's right. it. So here's what I wanted to talk about. This mm -hmm. week because I get this all the time. People who are <clears throat> beginners, people have been doing it for a while. Maybe, you know, a lot of people use Audacity. Mm -hmm. That's really what I want to talk about. You know, we always get that question what's the best microphone? For what's also, the best software yeah. for? Now I've, now, I've been doing this a long time. I have been recording digitally for over 20 years. Mm hmm. It's changed a lot. It's, it's gotten a lot better, and it's gotten a lot easier. But the thing that th there's two elements that allow you to do digital. One is your digital interface, whether mm -hmm. you've got an interface or a USB mic, that takes your analog audio and turns it into the ones and zeros. And, mm -hmm. and turns it into the graphic representation of audio, <clears throat> whether it's a waveform or a spectrogram or... All those weird things that you see in isotope that uh, <laughs> looks like a you know a model for global warming. Um, right, right, right. The the thing is is what really is best when it comes to software. I am convinced that all software in the aggregate all sounds exactly. Digital audio is digital. It's what the software can do to either enhance, which of course. You know how I think about enhancing on, uh, or clean it up, or has what I like to call the proper workflow for doing that's voiceover. The buzzword. 
workflow. Right, because when you're doing auditions all the time, you want to be you want to you want to get it out the door. If you've got a project that's like give us three takes or something, boom, you want to get it out the door. And you want to be able to edit it quickly, and of course, you want it to sound right. Now, mm-hmm. of course, you and I agree that the best way to sound right is to have the best environment to record in, yep. proper microphone technique, and learn how to set proper levels. Mm-hmm. Those are the three basics. Get those out of the way. You yeah. Know? As long as you do that, any software is going to work. Mm-hmm. A lot of we know there are a lot of professional uh, audiobook narrators still using Audacity because mm-hmm. it's got the right workflow for what they do. Um, my, I personally been using Adobe audition since before it was Adobe audition sound uh, studio, it was, it was sound booth or sound booth, yeah. sound booth. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been using that for well over years mm-hmm. and it's amongst software. It has a workflow for voiceover. It's because it's designed to be for voice, not for music because all of this stuff is, we never recommend people use. Now, some people learn down Pro Tools. Yeah, they started a long time ago. Right, and, and they know how options. to use it. Yeah. You know, this. I know we know a lot of people who, who do voiceover, who do a lot of multi-level things where it's lots of different files, and they're like, well, I know how to yeah. do it on Pro Tools. Yeah. Therefore, I will do it Pro Tools. They learn that workflow. They learn, like, how the clips work and the regions and yeah, how to deal with multi-track yeah. and how to manage the file. Like, like their whole system is built around. Yeah, right. that's that's right. that's. True. But that's, especially if they were musicians, mm-hmm. because yeah. then they will. Or know. if they were trained by studio owners or producers, or producers that know Pro Tools. You right, know, that's exactly. how they were trained. Yeah. The thing is, is Pro Tools is not going to make you a better. No. It will make you maybe a better recording engineer. But again, if you but go it, for those three basics, who cares? It might also make you a more frustrated voice actor well, when you get confused because well, you changed the modes of the operation of the editor and now the playhead doesn't start at the beginning and it does this and you're like why did that happen right that yeah, yeah. pro tools has a lot of right. complexity too yeah. <laughs> adobe audition has some complexity but it's kind of a sweet spot it, it is because you know i mean you can do multi-tracking so like if i'm producing podcasts or something yeah like it's fabulous yeah you, you can, can if you need balance it. the levels and work on each individual track but as voice actors your primary thing is one mono file and you don't need, as I like to say, a control room for a nuclear reactor to control a hamster running in a wheel. Um, I'm glad that Audacity, maybe was it a year or two ago, adopted the, oh, it should just be one track right. mode. Like, that's now the default, right? Right. Now that they've done that, it feels and works more like a one track recorder. Right. You know, it's yeah, more the latest version has lots of features, which is it really does. cool. It know? does. And of course, a lot of people who are sending me audio, how do I fix this in Audacity? How do I make this? So you can go, oh, I haven't used this for, oh, they changed that. Right. Yeah. And now I have to go figure that out. Yeah. Um, it's like 3.2.3 or two or three, whatever. 3.2.2. I know. Yeah. I just updated yesterday <laughs> because I updated the 3.2.1 last week. <laughs> right. Right. So, but yeah. Audacity is great stuff. I mean, and the best part about it, it's free. It's free. You know, it's you know, free. I, you know, you use Twisted Wave as well. I do use Twisted Wave. That's kind of the one that I I have kind of hung hitched my wagon to, if, if you want to call well, we it that. Well, we both have. I mean, ever since Bo yeah. Weaver told us, it, yeah, in two thousand seven, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, mean, somewhere around there. I remember when I first met you, and you were showing people this remote system you had. There was Twisted Wave on it. 
that was in 2008. So it's been around. Yeah. You know, it's been for around a, while. a long time, and it's proven itself to be a, a very stable, reliable, and super what, duper simple. Simple, and he hasn't met. He hasn't mucked with the user interface. No, he has. Like it's you, you just, it, it pretty much looks and works. And I think professional tools don't muck with that thing that makes it work, makes it familiar. Right. You know, that was, that really bugged me about, um, Apple with GarageBand when they give it a whole, a makeover, you know, and it's, you had to really go back to school and learn how to use it again. You had to watch all their training videos. I'm speaking for myself. (laughs) It drove me crazy. This is a long, this is seven, six, seven years ago, but still that kind of like thing where a company will just arbitrarily change things because somebody decided it needs a that's you don't want software that adobe doesn't do that either no audition has not changed at all pretty much in years it adds features and things that you can do yeah i I like that you can hide everything you don't need to see you can hide a million different right on the i know people also like reaper and i think the reaper speaks computer to speaks to computer geeks more because It's more like Legos. Like it, it, there's a lot of pieces that you have to build correctly right. for it to do a good job as voiceover. For voiceover, right. like you can use it out of the box, but you'll be banging your head against the wall right, until you completely right. custom. But once you've done that, it does its job. One that I just can't wrap my head around, studio. And I know it's for making music. That's I, why. Yeah, I know Don Barnes is a, is an absolute pro, and he has a whole system for teaching it. Every time I open it, and I've seen some of his videos and all this stuff, I still wonder, why did they go, why did they take that weird securitist route to get to the end product? It's just, it just doesn't jive for me. And it's, and the interface is so noisy, noisy, meaning lots Lots of things things going on, a million different things. Just, it's just kind of a little overwhelming. I, yeah, I, I, that's why I like Twisted Wave. Because Twisted Wave is just super duper simple. It gets out of the way. It, you turn it on, you, you boot it up, you hit record, and you go. Yeah. And it, it gets out of the it, way. It gives you, there's lots of, it has everything you need to do voice. It, it's, you know, it's got all the, any filters you want to use. How many filters? High pass filter. High pass filter. And maybe, and, and, and I've really stopped, really not using a lot of compression. The more experience you have, you'll find the less, less you'll use. the less you need. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. if you know how to use your mic, if you if you set your levels right, compression is not mm-hmm. that important. I mm-hmm. mean, it's always important. The thing is, is if you give somebody your audio, that is going to manipulate the audio after you give it to them. and put it into a mix. Give them, as we used to say in education, a tabula rosa, hmm. a blank slate, mm-hmm. something that they can play with. That you know, it's like okay, there's all right, maybe there's you know, transient little spike here, but I can calm that down. As long as it sounds good to start with, mm-hmm. that that's all they, they mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a big fan of Reaper because Reaper has a green to darker green VU meter. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they don't I, they don't have what I would call like a, a properly Yeah, it needs to go green, yellow, yellow red. red. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean that's that's kind of universal at this right. point. But Reaper doesn't do that. So when you're trying to explain that to somebody in Reaper, what? It's just green. Well, all right. Well, yeah. Software that'll give you green, green, yellow, orange, and red, which Audacity does, Audition does, Twisted Wave. and Twisted Wave does. Mm-hmm. That's why we like them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my take on software. Take it for whatever it's worth. 
but Audition Twisted Wave, you know, Audition works across platforms. We understand that Thomas is making a beta for PC for Twisted Wave. Oh, yeah, Wave. you can go download it right now. In yeah. fact, he's even supporting stacking. Wow. In the win Windows version, I, in fact, I, I wish I mentioned it earlier, but now you mentioned it. There is cross compatibility. I can make a stack as long as the plugins are Windows compatible. So they have to be VST. Right. But as long as I'm using those plugins and you have the same plugins, I can make a stack on a Mac and it will load on PC. Wow. So that is happening in in the Windows Twisted Wave. Well, that's so that's encouraging to see. Let's save yourself the trouble. You know, <laughs> you know, you know. Sorry. That's right. Anyway, all right, we're going to take a break. We got lots of questions, Jeff. Yes. All right. Yes. We'll be right back with your questions right after this. So don't go away. We'll be right back with VoiceOver Body Shop. This is Ariana Ratner, and you're enjoying VoiceOver Body Shop with Dan Leonard and George Whittem. VOBS.TV. VoiceOverEssentials.com has the ultimate answer for mic safety. Look, your mic is the most valuable part of your audio chain, so protect it from boom stand disaster. It's the ABS, the Adjustable Boom Stop. It's simple, ingenious, and infinitely adjustable. The padded non-slip pouch fits almost any size boom arm. It has a unique double-loop webbing system for an unlimited angle of the downstrap. It works with tripod and solid round bases. A strong articulated strap keeps your boom where you want it without weights, sandbags, or knuckle-busting tightening of the boom clutch. The light gray webbing lets you mark and repeat stand settings for just the right spot for you or anyone else who uses your microphone, saving time and guesswork. This is the simple solution that simply works. You'll kick yourself for not having thought of it. Lock it in place with our ABS, the adjustable boom stop. Get it now at voiceoveressentials.com. Time to talk about Source Elements, uh, the creators of Source Connect, and a whole slew of tools. We mentioned the word workflow earlier today, and that's really the name of the game. Um, Source Connect, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of tools now that stream audio over the internet that allow for multiple people to collaborate, right? We, there's, there's so many things out there now. But Source Connect has a, a very well embedded workflow into, into the studios that love to use it. And that is why it is really the tool of choice for the pros. Um, you know, the, 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 it has its downside, which is, well, as an actor, you also have to own it, right? And that is something that not everybody likes. But the good news about it is, first of all, you can demo it for free. Secondly, you can subscribe and get a monthly subscription for the software. And if you find you're not going to be using it in the long term, maybe things have gone a different direction, your career's changed, whatever, you can stop paying for the subscription and you end up investing far less than actually buying the software license outright. Others of you hate subscriptions and will end up buying the license outright, and that's fine too. But whatever you choose to do, Go over to source-elements.com and learn more about it, how Source Connect can work in your studio. Yes, it's Windows and Mac compatible. Yes, it's a little bit more Mac friendly, um, but it absolutely will work on both. So give it a try and let us know if you need anything because we can help you. Anyway, let's get back to your questions right after this. Thanks, Source Elements. Hey there, it's David H. Lawrence, the 17th, with the ACX Masterclass. We're coming up on a full decade, just a few months shy 
of the training that we've been offering on how to make ACX a place where you can build a business as an audiobook narrator. And all this week and all next week, we're celebrating with a series of free video training sessions on how to set up your business, what it takes to be an audiobook narrator, uh, what you can expect in terms of the equipment and the production process and working with rights holders, the authors and publishers who have books that they want you to read. Just go to acxmasterclass.com and you'll get all the details. There'll be a link right there for you to see the videos. And we'd love to be part of the reason that you end up creating an audiobook narration production practice, that you become an audiobook narrator. Join us. Absolutely free, great information, acxmasterclass.com. That's acxmasterclass.com. Hi, this is Bill Farmer, and you are watching Voice Over Body Shop. It's great. And we are back talking tech. Yes, we tech is. talk. Tech talk. <laughs> and we got lots of questions today, but people have written in their questions because we keep telling you guys. I'm impressed. Write, write your questions in because then you go to the front of the queue and your question gets in. I'm really impressed with how many came in. Yes. Now, this particular question, when I saw this earlier this week, this, this is this, this is. It has written. your name all over it? it yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Josh Smith writes, I recently had a voiceover instructor call me out in a group class setting for ha in a group class setting mm -hmm. for having my Neumann TLM 103 right side up as opposed to upside down. They went on to say some mics are designed to deliver a warmer, richer sound when positioned upside down, which is essentially BS. Right. Uh, is there any truth to the statement? No, it's BS. You're, whoever was instructing you had no idea what they were talking about. Uh, now, he says, I've experimented with lots of different positions, and I find when it's upside down, I tend to stay a little too far back from it. Hmm. So I like the right side up position as it's easier to orient myself to. Hmm. Here's why I recommend, and I think you recommend it as I well, do. Do. why you have the mic like this. Upside down, suspended like that, at the height of the bridge of your nose, and anywhere from five to seven or eight inches away. So your copy is down and underneath, and you can see it clearly. You can gesticulate without banging the yes, mic. That's a big thing. So there's a lot of advantages. You're not kick the stand. Right. You're, exactly. And it's, it's out of the way. But here's the big psychological thing and why. And when I tell people this, and they do, Oh, mm -hmm. and then they write back and go, you freed me mm. because you're supposed to sound like you. And sometimes when people get on mic, they think they have to talk louder because they're on a microphone. If it's up here, it's at the perif upper periphery of your vision. Yeah. It's still picking you up just fine. Like you're hearing me right this moment. Your copy's down here and you, it's unobstructed. Right. And that's because you want to concentrate on that, not on being on a microphone. Yeah. You're not talking at the mic. The mic, it isn't a, a 1940s dramatic radio ad where you're talking at the mic. It's, that's it's, right. <laughs> the mic is listening in on you. It's eavesdropping on you. Right. And you'll also notice by having it there, it is at the same height as your ears, pretty the much. The same height as your ears, which is how other people 
perceive you. If it's right side up, you have to be a little off axis to see your copy. Yeah, it's got to be like one side or the other. Right. right, and that's not good. But the statement about it's warmer if it's upside the mm. only reason it would get warmer is if you start using proximity. And I'm not changing the tonality of my voice at all, and it, you can hear it gets deeper. Don't use the microphone to do that. Let it pick you up as you exist. I, I think it's a lot easier to pop the mic, too, when it's down below. And that's Way the other easier. reason, because yeah. I can go, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, <laughs> and there are no plosives. Yeah. So why have this big black screen in front of your mic that's going to distract, distract you and remind sagging. you that you're on a microphone. It's going to start sagging down <laughs> while you're reading, exactly. whatever. You know. Exactly. So hopefully, Josh, that answers you. I, I, I think that might have been something that got, that notion got sort of uh, co-opted, convoluted with tube microphones and that they needed to be upside down or right side up because the, the heat, heat of the tube would blow. There was some really old school, old fashioned notions about this, but yeah, just do it this way. It the mic can be the mic can be oriented literally all 360 directions. It's the capsule facing you. Right. That would be like going to this mic and saying, "Well, if if I twist it <laughs> this yeah, does, way, does that make a difference? Does that sound uh, better now? Yeah. No, it doesn't. The capsule's <laughs> round. It doesn't. Um, anyway." Um, Vic, Vic Case, Case. <laughs> says, I'm a renter looking for a relatively quiet rental location, and I'm considering getting a vocal booth to go, acoustic booth, and putting it in an interior room or walk-in closet. <clears throat> My attraction to this particular booth is that it doesn't weigh anything like a regular booth. I yeah, guess you mean well, like an ISO booth. Yeah. And thus would be acceptable to the landlord, because the landlord weighs everything he brings into his apartment. Um, would it need acoustic <laughs> fine tuning, like bass traps, etc., uh, like some other booths? And is there an optimal size to get for acoustics? Um, the problem with putting these blanket booths into a closet is now the closet is the defining factor of how it's going to sound because now you're in this chamber, and so if you're if you stick it in a small closet, it's going to sound like you're in a small closet, but a little better. Right. If you stick it in a large room. Now the room isn't as much of a factor because there's a lot more space around you, and it mm -hmm. will sound much better. Right. You don't want to have it up against a wall. Yeah. If you can avoid having it flat up against a wall, yeah. that's usually a good idea. Um, and it depends on how heavy the blankets are and what it, what product it's made of. Well, he's talking about a vocal booth to go, and those are the producer's choice blankets. Which are good heavy blankets. They're, they're very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and they make a bunch of different sizes of this, too. Yeah, so, they do. Yeah. So what kind of room does... Vic have in order to have a booth like yeah. that. Yeah. So we mentioned bass traps. I, I, I'm going to speak now to my own product because I'm the most knowledgeable about it. I helped Rick Wasserman design something called Tri Booth, and this is our take on this type of concept. And what we have found is that it does sound best when it is not up against any surface, not against right up against a wall or in a small room right. closet, because when you're in those small spaces. There are ba there's bass reflex, and that's where that bass trapping notion really becomes, because that chamber is resonating with your, booming with your voice. And those blankets, while they're nice and heavy, they still can't stop that resonant low frequency, right? Mm -hmm. So you really don't want to get into those chambers. Well, but when the booth's freestanding, mm -hmm. it sounds amazing. 
Yeah. Like, man. I've also weird. found that if you're talking towards a wall, it's going to bounce through. Because these, these booths, the blanket booths, are not soundproof. Right. How many times over the 12 years we've been doing this show have we told people there is a difference between sound damping, damping you know, diffusion and absorption, right. and soundproofing? They are right. two totally different things. Right. So right. if you want to put up, you can put up all the soundproofing foam you want. It's not going to stop any sound from coming in your booth. No. But the thing is, is when you use a booth like that, it's got to be in a very quiet room, which is why yeah. closets are good. Yeah, I and, can see why someone would pick a closet if that's the quietest place they can find. Right. And it also depends on where you position your mic. Mm -hmm. Because if you're talking towards the wall, it's going to bounce back. So why not have the mic facing out towards the room, right. which will also, depending on the mic you have, will also prevent noise from coming directly into your mic out of a window or something mm -hmm. like that. Mic orientation can do a whole lot to help with your noise. It can, yeah, So absolutely. think about that. Yeah, so I, I think, uh, you know, you're going to have to go with what's comfortable for you. Debbie, Debbie, uh, Debbie, Dirty, 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 last Dirty. week said, you know, <laughs> you need some a space where you can put your hands up like this. So whatever it is, if you're going to be acting and hit things all the time, then it's probably too small, right? Mm. So in terms of size... Um, it really comes down to what's going to fit your body and your body size and type and how you like to work. Right. But those booths do a very good job dampening. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question about they, they it. Get, but they sound get, goes They get rid of the reflections. It. Right. They do that really, really Aaron Goodson, you get. Oof. Yeah. Uh, getting wordy. Because this is, this is your department. Okay. Do it. Uh, first, uh, Aaron says, hey, fellas, thanks for all that you do and You're providing welcome. guidance and resources for all of us VOR. Love your podcast and the universe useful you provide. So I'm having an issue with my Xfinity service provider, Port Forwarding. I have been using Source Connect for a while now. Initially, I had no problem setting up my Port Forward. I recently bought a new route computer. And now when trying to delete the port forward from the old computer IP address and transfer to the new one, it keeps giving me an error message and won't go through. I reached out to Xfinity Tech Support and they couldn't help me. It's not a surprise. Logging into the router, the port forward section is disabled and tells you to use the app. That's correct. Um, but the app continuously gives an error message. When looking through some posts online, it looks like this is a recurring issue for many people. Short of canceling my service and choosing a new inner provider, good luck with that, because mm. if you could, mm. you would have by now. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering <laughs> if there's another workaround to get this port forward set up on my new computer's IP address. Is there another port no, uh, other than the 6000 6001 that I can use? I use Source Connect on an almost daily basis, and I want to have the strongest connection. Thanks for your help. Well, go. <laughs> go. First, why have you not done a session with Source Elements support yet? A. Because if they don't know, nobody does. Um, B, I ran into this very recently with a client of mine, and she had this exact same problem. And it turned out in her studio, she also had Eros, you know, those internet network Wi-Fi extender right, thingamabobs, right. Right? right? And I, I realized that the Eero is also around. So she had the Xfinity modem, the Xfinity router, mm -hmm. and the Eero. What did I do? I deep-sixed the Xfinity router. <laughs> I just got rid of it. I plugged the Xfinity modem into the Eero and made the Eero the router. Hmm. And then you do your port forwarding on the little app on your phone. That's the only thing that bugs me about the Eero. you got to do everything on a mobile phone, I guess for security or something. But anyway, once you do that, 
it works beautifully. It gets rid of all the Xfinity pain in the neck limitations. Mm -hmm. So my, other than talking to source elements and getting their help, don't use Xfinity's router, period. Don't use it. Just, just use their modem and use whatever router you want. And there's a million options. Eros are really good. Synology, I have a Synology router myself. We have a Synology, have a router, Synology router here. Um, Netgear, uh, you know, there's a ton of companies that make good routers nowadays. Um, but just ditch the Xfinity router. Get rid of it. Take it out of your life. If, if you can get Fios fiber, you should have by now. If you can't, um, you're stuck with you're stuck with Xfinity cable modem. I mean, you, you get what you can get in your neighborhood. Not everybody can get those technologies. But you, you can use any any uh, cable modem. Well, you, yeah, you don't technically have to use Xfinity's own cable modem either. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think if there's anything that maybe you want them to provide is maybe the modem because it's provisioned for them, and that if it burns out. They know what's going on. They can, right. they can communicate with it from right. their end, blah, 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 blah. But um, I, I just, it's just, it's much better to eliminate the equipment because that it is definitely a, a head scratch. And it does happen when you get a new computer because it remembers the old computer. It knows the MAC address of that computer on the network. And as long as that computer still exists in your house, it will always be wanting to talk to the old computer. The new one will conflict with it. And you'll get errors in it. Where are work. you? Yeah, it's, where are you put? Anyway, it's annoying, really annoying, and <laughs> it's already said too much. Okay, uh, moving on. <laughs> now, now, Jay Horace Black has a question about VPNs. Now, as far as I know about VPNs, mm -hmm. it's what people in Russia use to make sure that Putin isn't listening in on them. <laughs> yeah, or Iran. What, what, what is a virtual private net? Because he uh, says, "What's your opinion on on uh, on VPN?" Yeah, so a VPN is, yeah, virtual private network. The way they are marketed, mostly, I've noticed, is for privacy so that you can connect to your office computer from anywhere in the world and not worry about somebody snooping on you. Right. Um, and it's also marketed as a way to watch, uh, let's say, your favorite Netflix shows from the BBC that are only uh -huh. on in England. So uh -huh. you log into a VPN server in England and all of a sudden you are in England and you can watch all you see. That would explain why I can't watch Netflix in Spain. <laughs> right. So when you're in <laughs> where's Spain, my, where's my you need to log into your VPN and connect to a US VPN and then you can watch stuff. Um, unless you're watching a lot of YouTube TV and Google's just too smart. So they will, <laughs> they will still shut you off because Google is, well, they are, they are the internet. So... Um, so that's what a VPN is really for. I don't, I haven't really used one on any consistent basis. Call me the, you know, lacking caution or a little carefree. Mm. I haven't done it. The other thing is VPNs will slow down the network because you're going literally through another network connection somewhere else in the world right. before it goes to somewhere else. So obviously there's going to be additional latency, and a little more slowing down. It's not as high performance, right. but if you just want to watch your Netflix when you travel, the VPNs. I, I have this little thing here mm -hmm. for our next question. It says, oh, he had a second part real quick. Oh, there was a second. What's your opinion I'll, I'll on be real quick Clean on. My Mac, X Max Cleaner Pro Apps? I, I do have Clean My Mac. Yeah. I've had it for years. I have installed it on some systems. I find it works fine. Most Apple enthusiasts will say you don't need them because they say Apple knows how to properly 
<laughs> manage its own system. Right. Um, but it is helpful if you're a little bit zealous with installing crap like mm. me. It helps and, you uninstall yeah, stuff. Yeah, it really helps <laughs> uninstall things that are loading at startup. And right. why is that thing always in the menu bar no matter how? It helps you get rid of those apps. It does have a good malware malware scanner. Yeah. If it doesn't um, have any in it itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do I do own and use Clean My Mac app. I think I think it's fine, but I don't think it's necessary. I think it's just a helpful set of tools. It also has a really good way of scanning your hard drive to hidden ginormous files that right. are taking or duplicate. up space. Duplicate, like duplicate files. Duplicate pictures, duplicate. Yeah, yeah. Well, like a lot of people that. that if you if you plug your iPhone into your computer to back it up, mm -hmm. people don't realize that it's kept backups of every version of iOS you've ever. And all of a sudden, you've got like 60 gigs of backups on your computer. So yeah. it helps you find stuff. That's happening. Grace yeah. Newton, who always has a great question, says, I need a webcam for my video podcast, but I have nowhere to plug it in. Is there a hub for a MacBook Air that has more than two USB ports? But of course there is. Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get one of these, which has USB-C on it, mm -hmm. and it's got three more ports. Mm -hmm. So out of one, you get two extra ones. Yeah. So what else is that? It's, uh, it's got USB one, two, two three, three, and then and another, and another USB-C USB connector over here. Yeah. Right. And then, oh, this has another little surprise. It's got a power in jack on, sorry, here's the Ooh. camera. It's also got a power in jack. So mm -hmm. you can plug your Apple charger into this and your other devices into these. And, and then you only have to plug computer. one thing in. Right? Exactly. That's, so, and this is USB only, but they have some that are Thunderbolt. Um, they have some that have five USB ports and a micro SD card reader I got one with and 10. an Ethernet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, I, I, in turn, terms of brand, J5 is kind of like the house brand at Best Buy. Sometimes okay, sometimes not. These work varies. Um, I like Anchor brand. Um, I find they've been doing a very good job. Yeah. Well, the, the 10 one I have is. So yeah, A-A-N-K-E-R. They, yeah. they, they're one of those, like, they were an off Chinese brand, and now they're, they're so well established. That they're, they're totally mainline. Kind of like TCL TVs. High sense and all these companies that came from nowhere and now they're like amazing products. So, exactly. Um, anyway, yeah, that's the way to go. It's just get an adapter and it's it solves that problem real quick. You yeah. Get these. At you probably thought that nobody makes it because Apple doesn't make one. I, I still don't <laughs> yeah, to this day exactly. understand why Apple leaves that money on the table. They could two, make two you two ports. Yeah, the Apple could make a badass two hundred dollar USB hub. I would maybe buy it. I don't know. A lot of people would. They don't. I, I, I still don't get it. It's a very <laughs> weird thing, and they could make billions of dollars selling hubs. Anyway, there you go. Jeff yes. has a question. Uh, uh, which uh, one's going to read it? I'll read it. Okay, when they ask for auditions, Jeff Holman, our social media czar, right uh, when they ask for auditions without post-process, mm -hmm. is it cool to still use inline filters George has set one up for me in Personas Revelator. Mm. George, can you demonstrate how to bring video into Twisted Wave for audio editing? It's drag it and put it in there. Recall. Well, yeah, there's two questions. So the first one, yeah. um, if, they, if they know that you're doing it, you have to turn it off. <laughs> That's the rule. Exactly. <laughs> like if they, if they can hear that you're processing, you can't use it. Exactly. I know that's neb a very neb nebulous. 
If they it, say no, don't. It kind of it kind of <laughs> lends into what I was saying before. If and it's on, you don't know it's on, but when you turn it off, it sounds a lot worse, and you might need it. If if nobody knows you're using it and it's doing some very very minimal thing, applying a high pass filter, and then maybe a deesser or sibilance control if that's what you're using it for, whatever it is, it is in your user case. If it just takes what you do and makes it uh, I don't know, polishes it up without distracting or sounding processed, then it's probably okay. But um, but yeah, like if there's a gate and there's a gate cutting don't, in don't and out, use a gate. they're going to know it, they're going to hear it, it's going to drive them crazy. Probably not, probably not, but I don't remember. Yeah, if yeah, it's just a high-pass filter. filter. It's an amazing amount of stuff for you. Yeah. That's where it's inaudible mostly. It's on the meter, and an engineer is going to see it. Yeah, a high-pass filter is nice because it keeps that junk from getting through down the line, especially on Source Connect, because if they, you're con imagine you're connecting to a $10,000 set of speakers, <laughs> right? And your I microphone's picking up all this rumble, right? Well, when you record yourself, who cares? You just filter. You just EQ it or high-pass filter plug-in, whatever. But when you connect to that studio live real-time, they're going to see it on their waveform, Worse off, they're going to see it. There are speakers going like, <laughs> you know, and that's not good. So for a live record session. And um, question number part. two, can you demonstrate how to bring video into Twisted Wave for audio editing, please? So if you're talking about editing the audio on a video track versus editing a video, what is the content? So like you've got a okay, you've got a video, it's got audio on it, and you, it's like you're doing a self tape. And you want to clean up a self tape. It's be the beautiful thing is it will work exactly like a wave file. You won't even notice a difference, except except there'll be a little video window that's floating there. But you just work and do everything in the exact same way you normally do, stack or whatever, and then you save it. And, be, and as long as you've paid for that, you have to pay for the video license. But as long as you have that video license, it will save the video back out again with your change. So it, the beauty of it is it works exactly the same. How do you think I turned this into a podcast? Are you using that now? I just take the MP4 file, throw it in the twisted wave. Boom. There you use, go. Use any, you know, any compression we use for podcasting because podcast. Yeah. Uh, and uh, no, Twisted Wave is great. So for that. easy. To it's do just it. drag and drop. Now, if you don't have the video license, when you do the same exact thing, when you save the audio from the video, you only get the audio. Right. You still <laughs> got to sync it back up. In yeah. Your there, there's no video on, but when you have the video add-on, then then you're going to get the. Exactly. That's that's how that works. And the on. final question tonight is from Patricia Andrea. Andrea. No information on Luna. Is it any good? I meant Luna, the software that comes with the Apollo Digital Audio Workstation. It's very good for music producers. Full stop. <laughs> and again, <laughs> most of this stuff was never designed for voiceover. For voiceover. They're not yeah. sitting in corporate boardrooms going, you know, we need to make a voiceover mic. We need to have voiceover not software. Yet. We need to have, you know. <laughs> Nobody's gotten it quite yet. No, I, but nope. because we're a small niche market compared to, say, podcasting, where, which is why they're making podcasting yeah, mics and podcasting <laughs> interfaces. According to uh, <laughs> V.com, there's a small niche market of 2 million voices website. 
Jeez. Small niche market. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of voice actors. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, Luna is definitely a multi-track mixing, recording, production. It's designed to emulate a real analog, traditional recording studio. Huge analog desk. 92 and, tracks. Yeah, and then you have a 24-track tape machine that has its own sound, and that's what Luna does. It emulates all the whole signal flow of an old-school, traditional recording but I, 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 I think I installed it the day it came out, and I looked at it and it said, this isn't for us. It's the last time yeah. I opened it. Maybe there's something new I haven't looked at in a couple yeah. of years. But. Yeah, but Patricia, forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bug. <laughs> no, bug don't don't bother. Well, that's a lot of great questions. It was. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for all of those. And thanks for all the pre-show questions, too. We appreciate it. primed the pump. Right. Just write to us at, are you ready, Sue? The guys at vobs.tv. It's right there. And uh, that way, if you write to us during the week, I get them in my little, you know, eWeb shop inbox. I know. It still says I, I wish I would change that. <laughs> but it comes into my inbox. I'm like, uh -huh. there's a great question. Mm -hmm. Can we use it on the air? Mm -hmm. On the internet. What's on the mm -hmm. flies? <laughs> uh, and, uh, it goes to the front of the queue. So keep them coming. Write those questions out. Of course, we love you to watch the show live yeah. and ask interactively. Otherwise, Jeff would just be sitting here going, Yeah. Uh, we like interaction. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what would happen is Jeff would just have all his own questions answered. Every right. Week. Exactly. And we don't want that down, do no. we? <laughs> all righty. Well, we're going to wrap things up in just a minute here. So don't go away. We'll be right back. These incredibly important. This is the Latin lover narrator from Jane the Virgin, Anthony Mendez, and you're enjoying Dan and George on The Voiceover Body Shop. In these modern times, every business needs a website. When you need a website for your voice acting business, there's only one place to go. Like the name says, voiceactorwebsites.com. Their experience in this niche webmaster market gives them the ability to quickly and easily get you from concept to live online in a much shorter time. When you contact voiceactorwebsites.com, their team of experts and designers really get to know you and what your needs are. Are. They work with you to highlight what you do. Then they create an easily navigable website for your potential clients to get the big picture of who you are and how your voice is the one for them. Plus, VoiceActorWebsites.com has other great resources like their practice script library and other resources to help your voiceover career flourish. Don't try it yourself. Go with the pros. VoiceActorWebsites.com, where your VO website shouldn't be a pain in the you-know-what. Your dynamic voiceover career requires extra resources to keep moving ahead. There's one place where you can explore everything the voiceover industry has to offer. That place is voiceoverextra.com. Whether you're just exploring a voiceover career or a seasoned veteran ready to reach that next professional level, stay in touch with market trends, coaching, products, and services while avoiding scams and other pitfalls. Voiceover Extra has hundreds of articles, free resources, and training that will save you time and help you succeed. Learn from the most respected talents, coaches, and industry insiders when you join the online sessions, bringing you the most current information on topics like audiobooks, auditioning, home studio setup, 
and equipment, marketing, performance techniques, and much more. It's time to hit your one-stop daily resource for voiceover success. Sign up for a free subscription to newsletters and reports. It's all here at voiceoverextra.com. That's voiceoverxtra.com. This is Bill Ratner, and you're enjoying Voice Over Body Shop with Dan Leonard and George Whittem. VOBS.TV. All right. All right. Thanks, Bill. Which camera is it? It's that one there. We need to have tally lights. Yeah, we need more stuff. We've always wanted to do that. We need more stuff. We've never done that. (laughs) Let's just have Jeff have a flag there. Well, that's the camera we're using. We have a flag over this one. (laughs) And it helps looking at the Anyway, uh, by the way, that, that was a great session of Tech Talk. Yes, it was. That's the we, way we Tech got, Talk's supposed to be. Yeah, we had a great time. Yes. Right. Made up a few things. Exactly. You just have to figure out which ones yeah. we Just kidding. Totally unscripted <laughs> here, kids. Just kidding. Uh, next week, uh, Jason Lanier White promises to be here. Yay. And he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. Great group called Fucks or Not. And Maybe he can demonstrate some of his, his some of his mocap stuff in the middle of the room. Yeah, now you've cleaned out the space. <laughs> yes, we can. He can start doing acrobatics in here. There we go. <laughs> anyway. He's the most physically active voice actor I've ever met. Yeah, he's amazing. And he's got a big booth to do it in too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, uh, who are our donors of the week? We have. Yeah, we got a few of them. Uh, Robert Leadham, Steve Chandler. Casey Clack, Jonathan Grant, Thomas Pinto, Shelly Avellino, Greg Thomas, A Doctor's Voice, Antland Productions, uh, Martha Connie, Martha, 949 Designs, Christopher Epperson, Sarah Borges, Philip Sapir, Brian Page, Patty Gibbons, Rob Ryder, Shauna Pennington Baird, Don Griffith, Trey Mosley, Dana Birdsall, and Sandra Manwiller. Yes. Hey, we appreciate that, everybody. Uh, sure you do. can you can donate by just going to our website and there's a button that says donate now and you can set it up and pay monthly a or dollar a dollar if you a, want a, do, a dollar a month <laughs> it it helps we're gonna read sure your that, name no matter what that, well yes and we get to read your names do that you never know all right what do you got going on you got um, some well sort let's of see mode? by the time you watch this if you watch it on the release day then on Tuesday this week we're gonna have that free webinar. Ask Me Anything, Michael Pearson Adams from Waves Audio, who has interviewed and worked with all the top engineers in the business, knows audio left, right, front, sideways, knows audio plugins. He's extremely knowledgeable and a very nice guy, Australia. So he'll be coming in from Brisbane. Good day. Which is in its own time zone, even though it's right north of Melbourne, it's an hour late earlier. It's so weird. Anyway, and it's on Brisbane, the other side of the international dateline, so who cares? <laughs> it's all it's, it's all messed up. Right. Anyway, it's Wednesday morning Australia mm-hmm. time, Tuesday evening our time, and we know people are. Uh, we need to thank the people who also <clears throat> make this show possible. That's Jeff Holman, monitoring the uh, chat room, doing a great job great with that, sure. and Sue Merlino, who just continues to just succumb to every every <laughs> whim that we throw at <laughs> our director, you, who you, does a great job you. with. Uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Um, you know, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think we're done. I, I think put we a can fork let in these it. guys go home. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> but look, voiceover is not an easy business. It's a very niche thing. 
and you have to learn how to be a good voice actor. There are many niches in this niche of voiceover. There, there are, and there are some it's people that are niche-y. better at some niches than others. <laughs> but when it comes to your audio, if you do it right, if you set it up right, and you talk to us, it'll sound great. Because if it sounds good. It is good. I'm Dan Leonard. And I'm George Whittem. And this is VoiceOver. Body Shop. Or VO. BS. Yes. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. See you next week, everybody. 